Hi, this is Mike McNamara, and you're listening to All Marine Radio on your home for it, the one and only All Warrior Radio Network. good stuff in the news these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Not too much good stuff in the news. So you look for good stuff and uh, and you don't find too much. Um, the um, you know the the hacking thing that story, you know you see a cross section of uh, reporting saying that uh, you know it's largely confined to business networks. I don't believe that. 
Uh, I don't believe that for a second. And um, you know, and, and you know, I think when you talk to people and you, and you pull these events apart, um, you know, these events aren't done by people that don't have experience or by people that are looking for your credit card number. You know, that's not who's doing this. These are people that are looking for very specific things uh, to either compromise people, to to steal uh, industrial secrets, trade secrets, national security secrets in order to leverage those for power, right? And in my head, I have Shelby Steele saying the only the only reason race gets played is to uh, is to further somebody's do- desire for greater power. So, um, yeah, the um, and so you you look at you know we've talked about this on the program before, but. Um, at what point does an attack like that become an an attack on your sovereignty? Like, oh, because it happened electronically, it didn't really happen? And that's, you know, I mean, at some point, a nation is going to click off safe based on, based on, on these and is it time America clicks off safe and says look an attack on an attack on us electronically is nonetheless an attack on us and if it is Russia then they should pay the question is you know okay so what do you do and it whatever you do it should hurt and so um, and maybe you go to war with them electronically. Maybe you go into their country and you start screwing their shit up. So um, that is in the news today. Uh, I saw a story. We talked about Tom Cruise yesterday. You know, so Tom Cruise sh- sh- is supposed to be apologetic for trying to be an industry leader. And um, continue to to film his movie. And again, I think he's an easy target. I mean, he's very easily uh, ridiculed, right? Tom, uh, Tom Cruise. And uh, but when you listen to the whole three minutes and I think thirty-one seconds of that uh, of that little tirade he went on, and not just the edited version. He's talking about, look, I get calls every night from studios. I get calls every night from insurance companies, from producers. How are you doing this? How is it going? And um, and, and like many things in our, uh, our current culture, um, like many things, that audio, did it hurt somebody's feelings? Was it indelicate? The guy's trying to feed people. He's trying to keep his industry afloat. And he thinks that's important. And he says that. 
story. Tom Cruise will 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 wrap filming for the year early following the outburst. The star has reportedly lashed out at employees more than once. For for what? Right? For what? In this time where the card that gets played off the top of the deck is shut it down. He's trying to do something different, which is what, you know, I, I, I extolled the University of Notre Dame for, right? Our job is to find a way through this, not to tell everybody to stay at home. We've never done that in our history. In my opinion, Tom Cruise is doing something, something similar. And when people, when people don't do what they have to do to keep the entity afloat, to keep the entity in business, to keep the entity from running afoul of the people who cast a jaundiced eye and then reluctantly said, okay, well, we'll let it proceed under these conditions. When, when he, those people run afoul of him because they refuse to either wear their mask or, or do the social distancing or whatever the rules he's put down for them so he can fucking pay them and they get their ass chewed and then, and then they're upset. You know, I mean, it's like, screw them. Screw them, screw their feelings. He should have fired them on the spot. Tom, I've got some advice for you. Next time, don't go on a rant. Just fire them. For cause. Your contract said you would do this, you didn't do this, you are fired. No warnings, nothing. And then the people that and hire somebody else. Don't go on a diatribe. Following two tirades on the set of Mission Impossible 7, sparked by production employees not following strict protocols but in place, put in place to avoid the spread of coronavirus. Oh, by the way, right, when, I don't know what they have, provinces, counties in England, when most of the southern part of England is shut down, he's still filming, right? Don't forget that. The star will be temporarily sidelined. Several employees have reportedly quit after the actor's loud and expletive-filled rants on set, which he threatened people's jobs. Now, you know, most of the people weren't anywhere that are working on that were not anywhere near that when it happened. Now it appears the 58-year-old actor will be taking a break from filming the movie for an early Christmas holiday, according to The Sun. The outlet reports that Friday will be the final day on set for the year, and from there... He plans to take his private jet to Miami where he'll spend some time with his son, Connor. It's been, quote, it's been exhausting keeping the production on track for so long and it's not getting any easier. Christmas can't come soon enough. An insider told the son. Tom has decided he's ready for a break and now he's going to wind up filming for 2020 on Friday fly to Miami over the weekend on his private jet to spend Christmas with his son. The source added, it's the end of a really tough year and a bit of a timeout seems like a good idea for everyone as tensions have been mounting for a while. Yeah, I, again, apologize for what? So, again, so bad in the news. We were talking about that yesterday. 
Um, I'm still unsure. We had an interesting conversation about General Milley uh, meeting with uh, the Taliban yesterday or, or and revealing that he met with them last week and also met with them in June. Well, I've never even heard of that. So I... I'm... Uh, I'm still scratching my head. I don't, I don't, I don't, right? Not the Secretary of Defense, not Secretary of State, the Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. I, I, so that continues to be in the news. Uh, the story about Russian hacking. Um, headline, suspected Russian hack is much worse than first feared. Here's what you need to know. The U.S. Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency said the threat poses a great, great or grave, a grave risk to the federal government. It's not clear exactly what the hackers have done beyond accessing top secret U.S. government networks and monitoring data. Well, if it's only top secret stuff, you see most of that stuff in the news. Right? But again, I don't think they have any clue to, to now again, there's you know, there's there will be layers of this attack. Ultimately, what did they want? Like I said, they don't want your credit card information. They don't want, you know, next year's budget for the Department of Treasury. All right. So it's going to take a while before smart people can peel. And then, again, do you think they don't have the capability and the sophistication uh, to, once they're in, to unleash other things that you don't perceive as threats that are actually, you know, transmitting your data back to them you know to me again i don't i do not get why the united states government cannot come up with a system that can't be penetrated by somebody from the outside well that would mean you know you can't you know you can't go then so be it well we would have to unplug then so be it unplug from that so anyway um, that in the news. Like I said, it's not. Um, there's another, there's a local story here in Orange County that caught my attention. Um, there's a guy named Noberto Santana here in Orange County. Right? And he writes this. Like so much of the pandemic, pandemic 
It seems like a select group of county government executives and a few elected officials will continue making critical calls, largely on their own. He's an op-ed writer, right? The voice of Orange County has been asking for months about how $540 million in federal coronavirus relief funds were invested, as well as asking about tracking of infections throughout the county. Early on, popular pressure for more information about infection data got county leaders to disclose city infection rates along with demographic data about COVID. But that was it. Orange County officials say that the nature of the emergency just doesn't allow for real-time cost reporting to the to the public. That's so bullshit. County health care officials also continue to refuse to publicly release any information about COVID outbreaks, unlike L.A. County, which publishes daily dashboard and lists outbreaks by addresses. Note that the Los Angeles County tracker indicates the majority of infections are happening at the workplace, not bars and restaurants. And, you know, the point he makes in the article is this, and we talked about this relative to the data from Kansas, right, that, that will... Costantini and I were, were talking about and that is that you don't see that data floating around you, you don't see that and um, and it's just curious to me because when you when you look at the data for Kansas you have to look around and say why are we shutting down <laughs> Right? Why are we why are we shutting down? And I don't I don't rightly know. Right? I think I honestly I believe someday when the post mortem is done on this, I think the United States will um you know, public policy people will look back and, and 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 look at this as a colossal public policy failure, right? How was in Orange County five hundred and forty million dollars, right? Half a half a billion dollars. How was that spent in this county? Was it spent to protect the most vulnerable people? How was it spent? And yet, cricket, 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 and then, so, um, yeah, so as I said, you know, I was was perusing the news, and, uh, oh, on the upside, the vice president got a shot, there you go, He he got a shot. Here in California, there's a there's a petition to recall the governor, which has picked up a lot of steam since he went to the French Laundry and had uh, had his unmasked meal, unsocially distanced meal after he chewed everybody's ass and told them, yeah, don't go to Thanksgiving. 
And then there's a uh, there's another article about that um, that says in recall elections all Californians can lose. I, I just that kind of stuff kills me. Look, it is the voice of the people, which is mostly ignored. I might add, which is mostly ignored, and if it gains steam then maybe politicians should do something they're really not good at, and that is listening, right? Story from NPR this morning, headline, The New York Times retracts the core of the hit podcast series Caliphate that it did on ISIS. Now, this is NPR. The New York Times has retracted the core of its hit 2018 podcast series, Caliphate, after an internal review found the paper failed to heed the red flags indicating that the man it relied upon for its narrative about the allure of terrorism could not be trusted to tell the truth. The newspaper has reassigned its star terrorism reporter, Rukmini Kalamachi, who hosted the series. Caliphate relayed the tale about the radicalization of a young Canadian who went to Syria, joined the Islamic State, and became an executioner for the extremist group before escaping its hold. Canadian authorities this fall accused a man, Sheroz Chaudhry, of lying about those activities. He currently faces criminal charges in a federal court in Ontario for perpetuating a terrorism hoax hoax. Quote, we fell in love with the fact that we had gotten a member of ISIS who would describe his life in the caliphate and would describe his crimes. New York Times executive editor Dean Baquet tells NPR in an interview yesterday, quote, I think we were so in love with it that when we saw evidence that maybe it was a lie, when we saw evidence that he was making some of it up, we didn't listen hard enough. The highly produced series was announced to much fanfare in March of 2018. It's amazing. It's amazing. So all this is held out as the truth. I I have to tell you, you know, you know, I have to talk about, you know, as a leader, what do you look for, right? You you look for trends in behavior and you try not to react to individual incidents. And so that was, you know, my, so my take on Tom Cruise, he didn't get there because he saw one person not wearing a mask. That's not what caused what you heard and what everybody finds so humorous. What you see is a a trend of something. Well, if in the New York Times, if you don't see a trend to really, really shitty journalism, when you have many historians around the nation just absolutely ripping their 1619 project, 
as another version of this stuff. It's not, it's not history according to the facts, which is attempting to hold out. So it's, um, honestly, it's amazing for a, for a newspaper that is supposed to be such a, you know, a, you know, beacon of journalism, honestly, it's amazing to see what they retract and we're not talking about they retracted a story on page 15 right this is one of the things that they hung their hat on george clooney weighs in on tom cruise i understand why he did it but it's not my style right The, um, yeah, George Clooney would have somebody else do it. So he wouldn't be implicated in it. And they'd say, yeah, that, that, that person just, yeah. <laughs> so, so it's, uh, it's bullshit, right? It's bullshit. There's a shocker. There's a shocker. The, um. Next question, when and how does this get gets better? Right? When and how does this get better? I don't know. I don't see it get better. And and what do we do on the fallout for all these businesses that, that will go under? Honestly, I mean, think about it. For the better part of a year, bars and restaurants, bars have been closed. How do they how do they even open up? How are they even still are they? Right? How do they even an entity? And so I again the fallout, it's just going to be magic. We're going to turn the key in the car and it's going to start and everything's going to be good. I don't think it's going to be like that. So, I, you know, to me, um, this downward spiral, and it's, again, it's, it's not the fallout from the death. It's the fallout, you know, I, I saw a woman say this. The cure can't be worse than the disease. And it is, and and like these, you know, I was talking about the article about Orange County. Um, uh, how did they spend half a billion dollars? Did they spend the majority of that protecting the people that are most vulnerable? Which you would think that that would they would have done that, but they're not. You know, I, it it just seems like anything that holds people accountable, not into. You know, the patron saint of that, you know, being the governor of the state of New York. I mean, saying that the assisted living facilities and senior care facilities had to accept people already infected with that virus 
I mean, it was horrendous. That's where the majority of death in the country has been. And so it just seems like whether we talk about budgets or information, uh, it seems like it's awful hard to get any of that. And that's why I thought it was, you know, um, when Will sent that data, I thought it was interesting. Um, I thought it was interesting because you don't see that, you know, data that much. And so I don't know. I don't, you know, I don't like to be doom and gloom like, uh, but I, I feel that way today. I mean, I look at the people that lead us and it seems like this is too, this is too much for them. You know, this is too much for them. And so just, uh, and you know what, truth be told, probably is the requirement for leadership in these times are actual leaders, not elected shitheads that, you know, that, that consistently get caught. What's the latest one? The governor of Rhode Island. <laughs> don't go anywhere. Don't do anything you don't have to do. And she's at a wine event, a wine and art event or some shit like that. You know, with her mask off, you know, blah, 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 blah. You know, is that what leaders do? How about I look at everybody on my on my schedule and say, yeah, that's not a requirement. That's not a requirement. That's a, that's an optional gathering. Yeah, I've just told the entire state not to do that. Now I'm going to do it. Yeah, I probably shouldn't do that, especially out in public. It takes one. It takes one person with a cell phone, and I'm the next. I'm the next shithead. Um, interesting emails about um, a discussion yesterday about Marine Corps gender integrated recruit training. How do you do that and not have um, and not have the scores for men come down? And so the vast majority of the responses were, of course, the, the men will come down. Now, the Marine Corps will argue that, oh, that's not going to happen, and this is how we're going to mitigate it. But when you restrain performance, and let's not talk gender, because it was interesting, kind of two of the articles said this. Let's not talk gender, okay? Let's just talk human beings. In the history of recruit training, we've never, ever slowed the formation down for the slowest person Right, except when we do vanity runs, right? So a vanity run is, you know, you put on your utilities and you put on your moto t-shirt and we're going to go run this very, 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 very slow lap and sing all that nonsense, right? So, and you know, sometimes that's fun and good to do, right? But the pace of that, so you don't have stragglers, the pace of that, you know, so everybody can sing, singing and running. Not exactly, I mean, the easiest thing to do for more than 30 seconds, right? So you'd slow it down. So vanity running, right? But we've never done that when it comes to, you know, work and things like that. We don't do vanity running there. We've never slowed it down for the slow people, ever. Will we do it now? lest we'd be deemed insensitive, right? Right. And then our insensitive, our, <laughs> our insensitive guilt, right, 
Our gender insensitive guilt will kick in, kind of like our white fragility. Our gender fragility will kick in, and then we'll capitulate. And that's and that's what the email said. If past performance is any indication of future returns, stand by for male scores too. But one of them was really funny. But the upside is, since we're only guarding rockets in the future, we won't need to close with anybody. You know, what what do you need physical fitness for? And I thought, <laughs> good, good point. Good point. Um, I'm video producing. Yeah, all the... Uh, all the kind of, uh, all the issues have been solved. And the biggest issue was, actually, it's kind of interesting. I'll take a little bit behind the scene of producing videos. And um, so you have to solve, you have to solve problems, right? So you build a set, right? You do the lighting. Now you begin to do the sound, okay? And so... Do, is your room soundproof? Okay. Answer, no, it's in a garage. Do you want to spend the $1,000 to make it soundproof? Well, not really. Okay, so now what? Okay, so now we've got to find the microphone that can produce the audio that you need. And you need to have good audio or else it'll suck, right? So what are your choices? Well, you can wear a headset, right? Headset casts a shadow across your face in video. It's who gives a shit when you're only hearing audio, right? But in video, it matters. Okay, so you're looking at that and you're like, yeah, that's not real good. Okay. Um, so do I go out and I buy some really high-speed, very thin microphone? Okay, I could do that. Uh, next option is what's called a shotgun microphone, right? You hear it. You see it when people are outdoors. Somebody has it on a stick. Well, that has, instead of taking sound in either 360 degrees or maybe 180 degrees, it only takes it in on maybe a 30-degree arc. So it's very focused. But you still have to deal with the ambient noise between the speaker and the microphone, which requires processing. Yeah, you normally have to take it out with a computer process. So the less processing you do, the more natural the voice, you know, you know. So there you have it. So I I checked out that, and then ultimately, but again, so the where the prox where the microphone is, right, has to be just out of the shot. So the way you create the shot affects where you put the microphone. Where you where you put the microphone drives the audio. So the microphone ultimately, and is audio is driving kind of the shot. So I solved all that. That's right, I solved all that. And um, and so I started filming last night. So I think by the end of the weekend, I should have at least a couple hours done with me, you know, doing it. And, you know, the biggest problem with doing that is looking at yourself like, oh, God. So um, I'm over that. And um, but again, a number of my friends have said, hey, look, you've got to do it because it's way more powerful with you in it and you narrating the thing is one thing but you presenting it is another thing i said yeah i know i know i thought actually when i was editing the version that i have now i I said i thought the same thing i was i was listening to something and i thought that's not really how i do that 
But sitting at a desk is different than doing it. So I, uh, I'm going to get a chance also to do post-traumatic winning again this coming week. So I'm excited about that. And head back down to Camp Pendleton. So, um, And as I said, I, I make this offer. If you would like to see those, the versions I currently have, uh, shoot me an email and I'll give you access to it. Um, I um, yeah, consistently uh, excited about the number of people that on a daily basis um, who uh, who email me, who've been impacted by it. And so even with 2020 being a, just a, a goofy-ass year, um, for me it's been an incredible year and uh, as we kind of get to the end of it. So so anyway, Greg Lotus going to join me here today on a Friday. Good morning to you. Whitney Houston, it is Friday. Uh, makes it official. Good morning. And this is dedicated to everybody's uh, morale today. Um, one of the things I've learned and one of the things I, I practice is, um, and it's not easy, I'm going to tell you that right now, is is taking care of yourself. And a lot of days when, especially in difficult times, right, it's not an easy thing to do. Because if you're like me, right, your brain's saying, fuck it, I don't want to do that. But, um, and and I would tell you, uh, physical fitness is, is at the top of the list. Physical fitness is vital to mental health. So, um, stay active, right? Um, and know that, that mental health starts with physical health. 
right? Um, it's hard in the holidays to eat right, but try to get through that with as minimal damage as you can because there's so much good food. Um, but um, physical fitness, man, really, really important. And so get out there and stay active. Why? Because that, that physical activity, you know, it literally seeps into your brain. So, um, so yeah, this is dedicated to everybody's morale. Do the right things to take care of yourself, right? Surround yourself with the better people in your life. The people that cause you a lot of anxiety and despair, right? Make sure you keep them at arm's distance. So, um, so this is dedicated to that end, right? Stay active, right? This too will pass. Right, the vaccine is rolling out. The what? The Moderna virus, uh, the Moder- the Moderna vaccine uh, is getting approved. I guess in that process as we speak, uh, or actually the FDA has already approved it, I think, and then uh, it's being readied for rollout. I think it's more significant of the two so far because it doesn't require storage at 80 degrees below zero Fahrenheit, which not everybody can do. So that's a good thing. So again, as, and, and, and again, I hope, um, as we, again, if you use the Kansas numbers, 99.4% of the people, I think below the age of 65, survive this. So let's make sure we find the most vulnerable people and inoculate them first. And then we begin to, you know, we begin to know that it's caseload, right? Not so much, but it's caseload of the most vulnerable. That's the data that we should be tracking because 99.4% of everybody else is going to be all right. So uh, this dedicates your morale, right? Uh, stay active, right? Mental health starts with physical health. The, the the duration, right, the duration of this, I think, is grinding people down. And again, I, I can only imagine, I'm lucky, right? I've still continued to work. I'm retired, right? I, I draw my Social Security, so financially, I'm okay. Honestly, I cannot imagine not being financially okay and month to month wondering how in God's name are we going to do it this month? That kind of pressure. Um, I say, and I'm not joking, I'd rather be shot at any day of the week than lay in bed and, and look at the ceiling and not know. Not know how you're going to feed your kids, not know how you're going to make your car payment, not know how you're going to make your, your rent or your mortgage payment. Uh, I think it is, it's the worst. And so there's people in this country, a lot of them. I mean, look at all the industries that, I mean, Tom, and that, you know, again, that's what Tom Cruise is talking to. Everybody's watching us. Everybody's watching how we make this movie. And, and you can't follow the most simple directions. And again, my criticism of Tom Cruise is you shouldn't tolerate it. You should just fire him. You don't need to go off. You don't need. They don't. They don't get a second chance. 
Go hire somebody else. There's plenty of people out of work. Right? Come on. Be a smart guy. Don't be stupid. Just, you know, tomorrow there's a new guy there. Oh, what happened? Well, the old guy wouldn't play by the rules. So we went out and got a new guy. Or girl. Whatever. And so, um, yeah, when when you stick a piece of metal in salt water and you keep it there for a long time, what happens? It's destroyed. And that's what we're doing with people in this whole thing. And so um, I don't think the people that run our communities are doing what they should have done, which is build surge capacity so they could accommodate this. You know, ask people to... to to follow what they believe to be common sense, whether you agree with masks or not, not really relevant, relevant, right? But if that's what they say that we have to do for the community, then so be it. You know, help out where you can. But you can't just shut the whole thing down. So to the people that are the most vulnerable economically, um, God bless you, man. Um, but you got to take care of yourself. At some point, this passes. So um, this is dedicated to all of you. And get out there and stay physically active. It's the first step in staying mentally well. And staying mentally well is the key to getting through all of this. betraying your whole life if you don't say what you think and you don't say it honestly and bluntly once you're out of the core you know it's your responsibility to live your life in a way that would honor those that were with you and died i mean don't waste your life goodness do something meaningful and and don't be going out there saying, look, oh, woe is me, I'm a poor veteran, or I'm a disabled veteran. Well, yeah, I am a disabled veteran. But, you know, we we, we can't have that kind of attitude. We, we've got to show people that, hey, we care about our country, we care we care about what happens to everybody, everyone. Marine Corps changed me. It made me a better man, but I don't know a Marine that wouldn't tell you the same thing, Mike. We just have to execute. And we are executing every day, and Sergeant Major and I are very proud of what you do. 
Doesn't mean we can't get better. We don't we don't want to make a mistake to learn. We don't want to lose to learn. We cannot lose if we have to go fight. We gotta do what these Marines did here 75 years ago. Persevere against difficult, challenging conditions and odds and win. You gotta win. Time to uh, check the weather. Currently in Quantico, it is cloudy in 38, so kind of cool on the East Coast. Uh, partly sunny in 46 at Camp Lejeune. Sunny in 53 out of 29 Palms. Sun in 51 at Camp Pendleton. Camp Smith in Hawaii, dark, cloudy, and 75. Okinawa, dark cloudy, 64 down under in Darwin. It is cloudy, dark, and 80. Currently, the home of All Marine Radio here in Southern California, it is sunny and 53. Small craft advisory in effect. Always seems to be that way. Looking for high of 69 today, 71. On Saturday, 76 on Sunday, 75 on Monday, 68 on Tuesday. Can't beat that with the stick. That's right. And uh, from Beverly, up in Saskatchewan. Good morning from Churchbridge, Mac. Hope you enjoy this final weekend before Christmas. Currently, sunny. Winds out of the northwest gusting to 29 miles an hour. The air temperature sits at zero. The wind chill sits at 22 degrees below Fahrenheit. Yeah. The uh, For this afternoon, it's going to be sunny. Northwest winds at 12. Looking for a high today in Saskatchewan of 5 degrees above. And a wind chill at 9 degrees below. Good luck on that. Um, you know, you see some uh, very cool traditions that, that, that aren't happening. And Bev talks about one. The two Canadian Pacific holiday trains. She sent me pictures of those in the past. That for 21 years have traveled across the northern United States and Canada from Montreal to Vancouver, British Columbia, collecting non-perishable food items and monetary donations for food banks didn't travel this year due to COVID. And this is, you know, this brightly decorated train looks very cool at night. The 22nd year concert was a virtual event held last Saturday. Um, and then she sends a, a video of the, uh, the train which is very cool, right? Brightly lit and uh, whatnot. And so, you know, th- those things uh, not happening. And, uh, and, so, uh, and so it goes. And that's why I say, you know, you know, as I don't see any sign of this easing anytime soon, you know. And... Um, so it's 
absolutely critical that you take care of yourself. And I'll tell you what, where you can, you know, donate and help other people. All right. Uh, because, you know, and I don't know if it's food bank stuff or, or what you, but figure out a way so that your money goes to people that need help. I'm not sure what that is. Um, and I'm, and let me tell you this, be very careful that your money, you know, doesn't go to some effort that winds up in somebody's pocket. Okay. Go find a way to make sure whatever you do helps other people. Because like I said, I mean, I mean, can you imagine being in the bar business, the restaurant business? Uh, can you imagine being an electrician in the entertainment business? That's how you've made your money your whole life, right? Well, your unemployment insurance benefits are gone, and they weren't enough to pay your bills anyway. Now what? I burned through a lifetime of savings that I worked really hard to build up. I mean, you can see the layering of this, you know, on people, and there's no end in sight. So, um, again, where you can, uh, help. All right. We, we will take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll check some news stories. Greg Lotus is going to join me here in about 7, 12 minutes. So don't touch that dial. We'll take a quick break. Uh, we'll come back. More of All Marine Radio coming up right here on your home for it, the All Warrior Radio Network. We all share a common journey. We wanted to serve our country stand for something bigger than ourselves, and protect the things we love. Although we were ready to face any mission, help those in need, and make a difference, for some of us, coming home was more of a challenge than we expected. In the service, we had each other's backs. But as veterans, it can sometimes feel like we're all alone even when surrounded by our loved ones. If you're a veteran or service member in crisis or know one who is, call 1-800-273-8255 and press 1. Chat at VeteransCrisisLine.net or text 838-255. America's injured and critically ill service members face incredible challenges every day of their lives. Since 2004, the Semper Fi Fund has helped thousands of service members and their families with both immediate and long-term needs. Join the Semper Fi Fund in supporting American heroes. They've given so much. Now it's our turn. Learn how your tax-deductible donation makes a real difference in their lives at SemperFiFund.org. Hi, I'm Colleen McNamara. And you're listening to my dad on All Marine Radio on the All Warrior Radio Network. You know what I have not done at all this year? I And it just occurred to me, right? I haven't played any... Christmas music at all. Holy smoke. 
Christmas without you. But this is uh, this is my favorite. Rocking around the Christmas tree at the Christmas party hop. Mistletoe hung where you can see every couple tries to stop. Rocking around the Christmas tree, let the Christmas spirit ring. I don't know if that's my favorite. All right. Springsteen is up there. I love this song, too, by Amy Grant. Hold on one second. Let me find it. Yeah, Amy Grant sings this. Hark the herald angels sing Glory to the newborn king Peace on earth and mercy mild God and sinners reconciled Joyful all ye nations rise Join the triumph of the skies With angelic hosts proclaim Christ is born in Bethlehem with angelic hosts proclaim Christ is born in Bethlehem That's a favorite. This is another one. Oh, hold on. There you go. This might be my number one. I've said that, what, three times now? Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle That's like Tom Cruise in the middle of his rant saying, I'm done. All right. Anybody who's ever got their ass chewed knows that when somebody says, all right, that's the end of it, that's not the end of it. All right. Now the jingle hop has begun. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. Jingle bell time and jingle bell time Dancing and prancing in Jingle Bell Square In the frosty air What a bright time, it's the right time To rock the night away Jingle bell time is a swell time To go gliding in the one horse sleigh Giddy up, jingle horse, pick up your feet Jingle around the clock Mix and a mingle in the jingling feet That's the Yeah, I like that one. I grew up with this. My mom, well, my mom and dad both listened to Johnny Mathis. 
So this played in the McNamara house. Um, now this isn't it. This is Dean Martin. Although snows <laughs> We used to have those Christmas records from Firestone. Do you remember those? I think this is Johnny Mathis. My mother loved Johnny Mathis. Sleigh bells ring. Are you listening? Kathleen loved Christmas too. She like could put a Christmas tree together. Like, oh my God. She spent some quality time scheming the Christmas tree. Yep. Yep. Our, she put a bunch of birds in it one year, and our cat attacked it one night. Thing came crashing over in the middle of the night as our cat jumped from the windowsill to get one of the birds on the trees. Yeah. Kathleen was not. She was pissed. She was pissed. You know, the first time I ever heard my mom say the F word, one of the few times, in fact, in my life, maybe the only time now that I think about it, we had just moved into a new house that she had been able to design, right? And the cat got, a dog attacked the cat when we moved. And so the dog, the cat didn't want to go outside. So the cat would, would, would pee down the central air conditioning vents. And my mom could not figure out what the smell was. And then when the winter came, we turned the heat on. It felt like we were living in the inside of a cat bladder. Yeah. So... <laughs> So she comes around the corner. I was in the living room doing my homework or something. And uh, the cat is squatting over the air conditioning vent. And my mother blows a gasket. And she just yells. And she didn't even hardly. She couldn't say the word fuck like a professional. Right? And I had heard it much of my life. And by the I think I was a teenager at that point. I had said it a whole bunch, and I was proficient because I was around baseball players all the time. He just used horrible language, which I thought was really cool. And so I hear my mother saying, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is horrible. But she was pissed. Gone away is the bluebird. Here to stay is a new bird. He's singing a love song as we go along, walking in the winter wonderland. I've seen Johnny Matheson concert, yeah, in Cincinnati. Went with my dad back in the day. Mm-hmm. This is a classic, right? I sang this in elementary school, I think. Yeah. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. I don't think we danced to it, but we sang to it. This was the strong part of the song for me. I was doing a lot of lip syncing. Although there's not met that many lines. Oh, my heart. 
Father Christmas by the Kinks. Best Christmas song ever. Yeah, I don't think so. The Kinks and Christmas music? Yeah, that's not really... Um, it's not really top of the mind awareness for me, right? All right, so, yeah, in this time of Christmas, we'll take a break. When we come back, I will have another Christmas song. <laughs> um... And uh, Greg Lotus will join me. We'll see what he's up to. So, uh, you know, Greg's a coach, so we'll talk about that. We'll talk a little bit about coaching and mental health and things like that. So, anyway, don't touch that dial. More of All Marine Radio on a Friday coming up next right here on your home for your home for it, the All Warrior Radio Network. I'm good, but I have a story and I don't know where to start. I'm good, but I feel alone in a crowd. I'm good, but the past keeps coming back. When the service member or veteran in your life says, I'm good. Are you really listening? I'm good, but I can't get out of bed. I'm good, but I can't sleep. I'm good, but I feel overwhelmed. I'm good, but I don't feel safe. 